Hey there, everyone. It is Jill here, and I am back in the pickle jar, and I hope you are having a fabulous start to 2024, and I'm so excited to be here with you today and to give you a little bit of an update about what's been going on in my life, and it's been um, quite interesting the last few months. So hopefully I can get through this episode and share with you um, everything that I hope to. So um, first of all, um, I want to remind you that you can watch these on YouTube. So if you want to watch them or if you are watching them on YouTube, hello and thank you so much for joining me here on YouTube. Um, I do personally like listening to my stuff um, on YouTube. I like putting it on in my kitchen. I have a little TV and I put the things on that I want to watch on YouTube and I like to, I can listen and I can also every now and then kind of, you know, I feel like I interact with the person a little bit and have a little bit more of a personal um, experience with them. So if you are watching on YouTube, hello, and thank you so much. Um, so what's been going on in my world? First of all, I want to kind of backtrack a little bit um, into the fall. Um, the fall was a big kind of little transition again for me into my life. Um, if you have listened to some past episodes, um, I broke three metatarsals um, in September at the start of September and they are they are still officially still broken all these months later. Um, so one thing is I can still walk in a shoe. Um, I've kind of gone away from the boot cast uh, with permission from my doctor because it was just becoming too much of a compromise and um, I have no pain in them. So we're just kind of monitor monitoring those right now to see how long they are going to take to heal and hopefully I don't injure them or make the injury worse. Um, so another thing that changed for me in September was, and again, if you've listened to past episodes, I do IV treatments and it's something a lot of you have started doing um, from listening to my episodes, which makes me really happy that you consulted your, you know, your healthcare practitioners and it's something that they explored for you. So I was doing um, a ringer lactate solution weekly for IVs to manage, um, really to improve my quality of life. And it made a huge difference. So in September, I started having problems with the IVs going in, um, you know, five, six attempts. And they explained to me, they described it as my veins were rolling. So basically the veins were either rolling out of the way of them trying to put the IV in, um, or I would, they would get the IV in and I go home and it would just push itself out. So um, it wasn't really, it was actually causing more stress for me than the benefits. So we decided to back off on those. So I haven't had those in a few months. So I do, I do miss those because they did greatly add to my quality of life. Um, I also went through a transition in September because my daughters, um, both my daughters, I have twins that are 19. They both went off to post-secondary education. So the start of September, I had a broken foot, um, cortisol wise. <laughs> it was so much better when they left. Um, you know, it was one of those things. It, it was one of those reality checks when you have adrenal insufficiency to realize how those little things add up for us. And it's those little things that I have such a hard time, you know, communicating to people It's the little things for me that makes a big difference. It's the extra trips to the grocery stores. It's the extra loads of laundry. It's, it's these little teeny tiny things that to the average person are, not an issue, not a concern. For me, they add up, they, they become this mountain and they drive my cortisol down and it leads to low cortisol symptoms. And once I get into that spin, it is so, so hard to get out of it. So I definitely found Addison's wise, you know, a quieter home 
definitely manage my illness a lot better. Um, and then I started going through the emptiness syndrome of missing my daughters and that transition in life, which is a completely normal process, you know, being very, you know, emotional, depressed, lonely, and all those things trying to find, you know, kind of who I was again, because, you know, for, for so long that, you know, my role as a mother, that was the definition of who I was and what I loved doing. And it was just kind of redefining that stuff. And that was definitely, definitely a journey. <laughs> so, and definitely a journey that I'm still on. And part of what I started to do with that was, you know, some little things is, um, I got a, a light lamp and started to do oils again, and really trying to get back into positive affirmations and different things like that. Cause that's, what's helped me through some other very difficult stages in my life. So, so now the really interesting things that have happened to me in the last six weeks that I wasn't um, expecting to happen. And I hope, I hope you have adrenal insufficiency, or even if you don't, um, please, please. And if you're on YouTube, I'm coming very close to you right now. Um, please listen to me. Please don't do stupid things. Okay. Um, I have a tendency to do stupid things. And um, what I'm going to tell you is probably the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. Okay. So, so basically, um, part of the things that I'm dealing with in my life is some past triggers and different things like that. And I'm always trying to figure out a way how to, to, to manage them. And part of, um, one thing I do is when I get an idea in my head, it kind of like, it kind of consumes me. So I was on my little stationary bike one morning pedaling away, which has been amazing for me. So especially, you know, if you have adrenal insufficiency, you want to get moving again. This bike has been, I bought a used um, cycling bike on Facebook and you know, I started really slowly cause I knew I had to do that with, I didn't want to stress my body out too much, but I keep it on the lowest setting and it's the movement and it's just been, I've done, I just love it. So anyways, um, so anyways, I'm pedaling along one morning. It was like 7am on a Sunday. I was home alone and I got it in my head where I have a TV mounted in my home gym, which you can see is behind me if you're watching on YouTube. And, um, I wanted to move the bike over beside my treadmill. I have a really good quality commercial treadmill because I'm a personal trainer and I've had this treadmill for years. I've slowly moved it before in the past. And, um, so I got it in my head. <laughs> I was going to move it at seven o'clock in the morning all by myself. And I just thought, you know, what, I'll try and move it a little bit. And if it, if I can't do it, I won't do it. But in a very split second, my back crunched backwards and Okay, I'm I wasn't expecting to get emotional on this. Um and with all honesty, it was the scary one of the scariest moments of my life. Um the sound was horrific. The bend back was unbelievable. And I basically stood there in shock, like just and I I was waiting to die. Um, I honestly thought I crushed my spine so badly that I was going to start to lose feeling in my legs and, and that was going to be it. And, um, I stood there, I stood there very still kind of analyzing the situation thinking, okay, okay, what's going to happen? I like, like the things that were going through my head, like, I'm like, okay, you haven't lost bladder control. You haven't lost, you know, all these things like you, you still have sensation in your legs. You still have 
you know, you can still think you, you know, you know, there's no numbness that I could tell. And, um, so I very slowly moved. Um, I sent a text to my sister and saying, you know, I, I've done something. I'm not too sure what's going on. And I took a little bit of extra hydrocortisone because I didn't know what was going on. So, um, so I just very basically kind of moved around for the next little bit to assess what was going on and everything kind of felt most part okay it seemed a little sore I knew I had done something I had to go to work later that morning and um I had to shower still so I thought you know what you know I unlocked the front door because I was going to go get in the shower I took my phone with me because I thought well if I collapse in the shower um EMS isn't going to be able to break my door down they can I'll be able to say you know the front door is unlocked because I thought this might happen and um but anyways I went to work um, I was very cautious at work because my back was sore and, um, and things kind of, you know, I knew something just wasn't quite right. So I luckily already had an appointment with my chiropractor the next day. So, and ironically enough, I had started in the start of December, seeing a chiropractor and a physiotherapist, because I knew because of my broken feet that I've had in the last few years, I know I've been compensating. I know there's issues with my core strength. Now I haven't been working out the same and I really wanted to start making progress with that. So I was using my amazing medical team to assess my body and to monitor my progress and make suggestions on what I can do. And when they see improvements, I knew it was going to be encouraging for me to keep moving forward. Um, so ironically enough, I had already started trying to increase my spine strength, my back strength, because I knew that was something I needed to do. And um, so I saw my chiropractor and, and, um, and he suggested based on his analysis was, and he never cracks me. He just always stretches and works my muscles for me. So he's like, he goes, you might've cracked a few ribs and he goes, you might have a compre compression fracture at uh, T7. I'm like, okay. And he's like, you know, there's nothing you can do for a compression fracture, but if it persists, you might want to get it checked out. So I decided that night because of my Addison's, because we know when we have adrenal insufficiency, one thing things could snowball very quickly out of control for me. So I knew I needed to, I needed to know. And I needed to know for a lot of reasons. I needed to know what to do because I didn't want to make it worse. I needed to know what to do to make it better. I needed to know because mentally I didn't want to be stressed about it. And I knew the mental stress was going to play an effect on my Addison's. So um, I made a nice little trip to the ER that night and had x-rays done on my back. And shockingly enough I found out I had a compression fracture at t6 and the doctor that night was absolutely amazing um he came in and told me you know basically there's nothing I can do the body's going to heal the injury happened at that moment that that crunching sound was actually me crunching my vertebrae together and that um I'm going to be a little bit shorter for the rest of my life and and I said to him, that's okay, because I thought I was going to die. I literally thought I was going to die. I'm like, I can walk. I can move. I'm like, I don't care if I'm shorter. I'm okay. And um, yeah, there's nothing we can do just other than he said, my body's in protect mode now. So all the pain and discomfort that I feel is going to be my body protecting, trying not to prevent another injury. And I just kind of kind of keep moving and stretch it out listen to my body and all's going to be well and like I said he was absolutely amazing very positive attitude he recommended pain meds I said I don't like pain meds 
personally, because um, I truly believe, you know, the symptoms we feel when we're getting sick with a chronic illness, this, the way we feel after we're diagnosed, the way we feel during an injury, different things like that, as much as we can tolerate, that's our body's communication trying to tell our conscious mind something. That pain is saying, don't do it. If I don't feel that pain, I know this girl's going to do it. Okay. So I want to know exactly what is going on with my body. And I want to be able to communicate that to my healthcare team. So unless I need it, I don't take pain meds. So I didn't take any pain meds. It was extremely uncomfortable getting in and out of bed. It was extremely awkward. But um, funny enough, this is the injury I have healed the best from, the fastest from. It was hard to get undressed. And it's absolutely been an incredible healing process. Um, one positive, another positive thing that came out of that moment was, and actually a couple things, three things came out of this three. Um, when I had very much gotten into this tailspin that everything in my life was always going to be difficult. You know, the death of a husband, an abusive marriage, uh, uh, you know, an illness, all these different things that have happened and mounted, you know, piled into my life. Um, I got in this tailspin of nothing's ever going to go right for me. Why can't something go right for me? And, you know, I, I've broken feet and this and that. And, and when this happened, I was just like, damn girl, you got this. Like, you can do this. You can handle this. Look at all the other stuff you've handled. You can get through this. And partly was the confidence in this doctor that I was going to be okay. I could just feel how much he, I was going to be okay with this. And, um, and I knew I could handle it because of everything else that I've done all this. I felt like I've been in training with these broken feet, how to deal with an injured back, because I'm already cautious about getting in and out of the shower. I'm already extremely mindful about my posture and different things like that. So it was like everything had prepared me to break my back. So that was a very positive mindset and encouraging thing for me. Another thing that happened was the night I was in the ER for the back, a friend texted me and he was going to bring me dill pickle soup. And I sent him a text back saying, you know what? Thanks, but this girl's back in the ER and I'm not home. And I toddled off for my little x-rays. And when I came back for my x-rays, um, there was somebody in the room um, that I was in and I saw these legs coming around the corner. I thought, what the heck? And it was him. And he brought me the soup and at the hospital. And he said, he just couldn't handle me being alone at the hospital and going through something again. And you have no idea how much that meant because I'm always alone at the hospital. And it was so nice to have another set of ears there so that when the doctor told me I was going to be okay and I doubted it afterwards, I could say, I could text him and say, he did say I was going to be okay, right? He did say this. Yes, he did say you were going to be okay. And it was, it was just really nice because when you're in that state and you're worried and you're scared, um, it's just really comforting to have, to have a friend there. And that really meant a lot to me. And then I had another friend who randomly he sent me flowers and he tried to do it anonymously but I I begged the floral depart um the the florist to tell me who they were from and it was just a friend from high school that we've kept in touch off and on and he's been very supportive through my life changes and he's just a wonderful human and he sent me a nice um thing of flowers and all the card said was you got this and the flowers have long 
you know, had their lifespan, but I kept a card and put it on my fridge to remind myself I can do this. I can get through this. So, so yeah, so I've healed amazingly. So actually I wanted to introduce you guys to Charlie. This is Charlie here. Okay. So if you're watching on YouTube, Charlie is a skeleton. My daughter's skeleton. I asked her to bring, she's taking kinesiology. So I asked her to bring him Charlie home from school over Christmas. So yeah, so right between my shoulder blades is my T6, which is where, you know, I crunched it. I compressed it and I made myself shorter. So, um, so now what has happened since the T6 injury is I, it sounds like I threw off the rest of my back. So now I have Charlie come back up. Last week, we ended up back in the ER because at L3 and 4, which is in about this region here, um, I had inflammation. Um, I also have scoliosis in my back. So um, extreme, extreme pain in my lower back now. So I went back to the ER thinking that somehow I had somehow caused a fracture in my lower back. Um, the x-rays I had to lay down for these. And the pain was unbearable. I've never screamed through an x-ray or at the hospital. And this wasn't just a scream. This was, uh, you know, I can't even describe the scream <laughs> that I let out when I moved. And um, so I had the x-rays done on my back and and my family doctor was there that cares for me all the time. And so what has happened at my L3 and 4, it's caused inflammation. I'm assuming it's just my spine's a little bit shifted now. And there's faucet joints that I've learned about. And I know I'm not going to be able to explain these properly um, because it's not my area of expertise. But apparently the faucet joints are these parts that the spinal cord goes out to the rest of your body. And then I have my spinal cord and there was inflammation there at some of the discs or something like that. And so basically what was happening when I was feeling the pain it was spinal cord pain, <laughs> nerve pain that was extrusion. Oh my, I cannot even describe to you what it was like. And um, so, and he said, and I said, to him, I go, why is it so much more intense than the compression fracture? And he said, because you're getting double zapped, you're getting double zapped from your spinal cord and then it going outward. So he's like, it's at the same, same moment, two zaps. And, um, so I'm on anti-inflammatories. I was on narcotics for a few days for the pain and this discomfort. And the screams that have happened in this house when I've had to move the wrong way, it's been hard getting in and out of bed. Um, has been just unbelievable. Sitting is a challenge. Challenge Standing up and moving, for the most part, I have no issues. I just have to be very, very careful. Um, putting on a sock. Putting on my left sock the one day actually took me 15 minutes because of the pain, but I, but she got it done. Let me tell you, she got it done. I have not missed a day of work, which I'm extremely proud of, which I know if you have adrenal insufficiency, you know that that is incredible right there. So, okay. Um, I was told even with this, what's going on is the best thing for me to do is keep moving, keep moving, listen to my symptoms. It's like, it's that fine line between heal, keep moving and heal and but keep moving and not make it worse so I'm trying to be very mindful of that so for the most part I think that's going very well um I have to sleep propped up on my side 
which I know now is causing more issues. I definitely have tight muscles on the left side of my body because of the way I've been sleeping. I sleep with the light on. I sleep with the light on. So if I get up, have to get up quickly or something happens in the night, I can see where I'm going. I have no issues sleeping with the night, a light on. Am I having a poor quality sleep? Very possibly. But you know what? Right now, I don't care. <laughs> I can sleep and I'm not in pain. Um, some things that have really come into play for me that I'm very grateful for that I've worked with my Addison's disease is I have what I call is my little bedside pharmacy where I have, you know, all the little things that I need to manage my Addison has become, has been amazing with a back injury because I can roll over in bed. Everything's right there. Okay. So I sleep wrapped up. Now I have stiff muscles. Now I have to go back to my chiropractor for that. Um, but I'm very hopeful um, for my healing process. So yes. Yeah, so Charlie came home. So initial injury T6, take it from this girl. Do not move anything heavy. Now it's down in the L three, four region. And I'm hoping my biggest concern now is something else is going to happen to my spine. So once this is healed, it has motivated me even more to take back my body and to take back my strength. So, um, I know, and I know because I manage my Addison's disease, I know I have osteoporosis. I know I have all these things and it's that reality check of bone structure wise my body's not strong it proves itself over and over again through broken feet everything my bones are weak and I need to be cautious but there is still a lot that I can do I can strengthen my body I can build strength and I'm going to do it so so anyways that is it that is a little update for me with my adrenal insufficiency and I'm actually very excited to say that I managed the holidays pretty well Christmas Eve there's a little bit of dip in the cortisol um that you know that that storm was starting to come in where I could just, just feel it starting to brew, but I kind of managed it at a very quiet Christmas day. One thing I really, really loved about Christmas day was some of the texts that I got from you guys. You know, we were like, Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And then a couple hours later, we're all texting each other. Um, the cortisol's crashing. I'm heading to the couch. And um, it's so, it's so nice when you can, you get that text back from somebody or you can text someone and you know that they just get it. They, they get what it's like to, you want to do so much, but on those days where everyone else is just go, 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 our go just, it just doesn't go. And, um, but I had a very nice, quiet Christmas day and managed the cortisol's levels. I survived the holidays. My kids have been great helping me with the back injury, getting things done. And, and, and that's been a huge factor as for me as well. So, and again, so I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope you have a fabulous 2024 and please reach out to me if you're interested in being a guest here in the pickle jar. I'd really appreciate it. The email is thepicklejar at rogers.com. And until next time, please be well, my pickles.